Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Donald Mazzella, and I am Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each hour here at Small Business Digest Radio, we hope to bring you information, strategies, and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Today's guests talk about financing a small business, creating the right sales pitch, and seeing a need, finding a solution, and making a profit. We all know how difficult it is for small business to find finance. Our first guest, Rohit Arora, president of biz2credit.com, offers some insight, ideas, and tips on how to find the funds a smaller enterprise needs to grow. Today, 90% of people are pitching something, argues Sam Lawrence, Crush Path co-founder and chief executive officer. He talks about how it is possible to improve sales and personal communications. Our final guest is Mike Kitchenstein, the founder and CEO of Ramp, who is a pioneer in using new technology to produce customized skis. Demonstrating how success breeds more success, his company just this week announced it was offering customized snowboards. We want to remind visitors, besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web at 2sbdigest.com and and through our magazine. Our first guest today is Rohit Arora, president of biz to credit (coughs) One of the reasons we invited him out to the program are the research reports we often see from his company. They are often right on target and very informative about what is happening in the business financing world. Rohit, please tell us a little bit about yourself and welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. And, uh, uh, you know, we at Biz2Credit, uh, I am the co-founder and uh, the CEO of the company. Uh, founded the company five years back. Uh, with a mission to help uh, small and mid-sized businesses get access to credit. And what we have seen after the Great Recession, uh, getting access to credit has been one of the hardest problems and challenges for businesses, and especially for minority and women-owned businesses, it's even a greater challenge than the mainstream small and mid-sized businesses. Well, well, that's very interesting. Uh, let's first start. Uh, this week, or I think I, I saw it come across, you just completed a, a study that showed that women business owners had a more difficult time finding, yeah. finding, and more importantly, they're also paying more for that money. Is that yes. true? Yes. So uh, this is a very interesting study. Best to credit analyzed over 14,000 loan applications, uh, uh, we on an average get around six to 7,000 new loan apps a month, and we took a sample size of uh, around 14,000 spread over last six months, and all across the country, and then we segregated it by women-owned businesses and men-owned businesses. And what we found at Best of Credit was that 
even if the women owned and men owned businesses are of the same age it means that you know they have gone through their initial struggles and everything uh, in spite of that you know women owned businesses have a, a revenue which is on an average 29% lower than men owned businesses and profit margins which are 21% less and and when the women owned businesses are able to get access to credit it's it's typically a uh, lot more expensive than what the men owned businesses are getting and there are certain reasons behind it one is obviously women are in industries like retail a um, uh, lot more women are in that industry compared to men where banks really shy away from giving money uh, then the other issue is because of their smaller size and being less profitable uh, their access to low cost credit becomes more difficult uh, because when you go to a traditional bank one what they are really looking is how much is your top line and how much is your how much are your profits and and how you can support the repayments alternative lenders are just looking at you know short term cash flow challenges and they are willing to take more risks but with their uh, ability to take more risk also means that you know they they charge lot more money for the same uh, you know kind of working capital needs which the women owned businesses then have to turn to them to get their money you know from um what do you mean by alternative lenders so alternative lenders are lenders who will lend against your uh, credit card receivables who will help uh, to you know factor your receivables who will help to give your money against your you know bank uh, deposit receivables so a lot of them have propped up over last 4 years because you know banks have not been lending money the typical working capital lines which banks earlier used to do you know they have uh, withdrawn or or that market has shrunk so these these alternative funders will come and say that okay if you accept credit cards typically retail businesses have a large credit card uh, component as part of the revenue then they say that okay we will lend you against that and we will take the money out from your credit card swipes you know directly so that is a good product the 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 challenge in that product has been that that's very short term so 6 to 8 months and then the and then the cost of that money is very high that can t- typically range uh from an annualized perspective anywhere between 40 to 70% you know wow um rohit uh, uh i noticed in uh, recent months uh for the last two years community banks seem to have been a, a good source of small business lending but that seems to be drying up is, is are you finding that so obviously you know there are two things which are happening so one good news is that the bigger banks are starting to come back in the market so that's a good news of finally after 4 years of drought you know big banks are starting to come back uh, we are also seeing community banks are uh, not uh, you know as aggressive in the market as they were earlier and there are few reasons behind it one obviously is that you know uh, working with community banks is more challenging for small business owners because they rely less on the technology which more and more business owners are doing so there's a big gap coming up between the use of technology by business owners and lack of use of technology by banks and co- community banks are even further you know behind the say i would say the curve and that's why more small business owners are going to alternative lenders and community banks the good news is what we are seeing at best to credit over last 4 months is that more big banks are starting to come back now that clearly means because in us 77% of the deposits 
of small business owners are held by big banks. If they start coming back to lend money as working capital, what they used to do prior to 2008, that's a good news. That clearly means that you know more businesses will have access to cheaper money, and it will be more streamlined. You know. Well, um, an average business, what are they paying um, uh, today? Do you have uh, any yeah. figures on that? Yeah. Uh, so, how much you know, a, a solid line of credit or, or yeah. a solid loan uh, yeah. uh, are being paid, uh, being charged? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the good news is if you can get money from traditional sources, money is very cheap. You know, U.S. Prime before 2008 recession was, uh, you know, at uh, 5.5. It's, it's at 3.25. And, you know, banks typically will do a markup on the prime rate uh, and they will mark it up by at least you know 200 uh, bips, which is like 2% interest rate, 2 to 2.5. So, and what SBA has also done now, Small Business Administration, that besides the 7A program, they have also started the SBA uh, Express program, uh, which they call the Advantage program, and also the small, uh, which is Small Loan Advantage program and the Express program. So under the SB Express program, businesses can get up to $150,000 as working capital at 6% a year. Uh, under the Small Loan Advantage program, they can get up to $350,000 uh, at 6% a year. And banks, if you can get money, it will typically be around 5%, you know, actually. Mm -hmm. so, so the good news is if you're a solid business and you can get money under SBA or non-SBA, the cost of money even compared to before the recession has dropped down by at least, you know, three to four points, you know, uh, in terms of the percentage interest rates. The bad news over the last four years have been that the kind and the pool of businesses getting access to money from SBA and bank loans have gone down because of, you know, the reasons that I just described, because businesses have gone slow, you know, uh, banks have gone tighter, SBA didn't have their uh, advantage programs and express programs. So under 7A, they were only doing more long-term loans, and those programs have been recently launched. So over the next few months, we at best to credit will are uh, seeing the trend that those programs should pick up, and that will also pressurize bigger banks to come back into the market with non-SBA programs of their own and start lending money against because big banks then start fearing that you know they will start losing the deposit customers because that's where they make a lot of money you know oh um tell us a little bit about uh, biz to credit what do yeah. you do so biz to credit is an online credit marketplace where we help small and mid-sized businesses not just get access or uh, options for the best financial or credit products but also the ability to execute on that so what I mean by that is that we don't sell any leads to anyone, and we actually have the ability to do a lot of data analytics based on you know whatever a business owner is doing in their own ecosystem. So let's say you you run your payroll, you you maintain your books as a business owner, you uh, accept credit card payments. So we have built pipelines with all the big. Uh, touch points, the companies which will run payroll, which have accounting softwares, which have, uh, uh, you know, payment gateways. And we also have uh, the pipelines built with IRS. So what it means is that with your permission and authorization, Biz2Credit has the ability to pull last four years of your business and personal text data, analyze everything, and underwrite the deal on our platform and give the banks 
the customers they are looking for and at the same point of time show the business owners all their options and do it in a very transparent and a seamless manner and the good news is all this is free for a business owner and their credit doesn't get pulled five or six times and the process is simpler easier less paperwork and all the banks on our platform and other lenders give uh, our business owners a better deal than if they go on their own to these institutions and the reason is very simple because through us the lenders are able to lower their cost of processing and underwriting and then part of the benefit is transferred over to the business owners uh, how how does a small business prepare to find the borrowing so a small business owner can come on Biz to Credit. They can, you know, fill out a one-page form. We have an analytics tool known as Biz Analyzer, which will guide them through the whole process. Then we have, uh, you know, loan specialists who are ex-underwriters at banks, and you know, uh, uh, business owners can chat with them or they can set up a free loan consultation, which is something very interesting because we uh, allow all our business owners uh, to set up a free loan consultation. And once we have the basic profile of the business owner, we can guide them through the whole process. And that's totally free of charge for the business owners. Um, so uh, right now, you think the outlook for small business owners for finding financing is better than it's been in the last couple of years. Am I yes, right on yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is getting better. It's still not to a point where it should ideally be. But uh, if I look back over the last two to three years, you know, uh, things are better uh, from a credit access, you know. Well, uh, Rohit, what about um, uh, the future? Uh, <clears throat> most loans are, are made against the prime. Do you think uh, the prime is going to move upward or, or the Federal Reserve? I say the prime, the Federal yes, Reserve. Yes, yes, yes. What, what so do you I think is going to happen? Yeah, so I would say over the next, say, 12 to 14 months, I don't think that U.S. prime will go up because, uh, you know, there is not much inflation in the country. And also, you know, uh, U.S. treasuries have become the default uh, bonds in the marketplace. So obviously, what small business owners need to realize is that if uh, there's a lot of international demand for U.S. treasury, the U.S. interest rates don't need to go up. And uh, But... Over the next two to three years, yes, the interest rates will go up because if we see over the last you know, 50 years, interest rates have never been lower than this. So this is a good time to start taking advantage of that. And you know, uh, if somebody is looking to borrow the money or want to grow their business or want to acquire a business, then this is a good time to start doing that because of two reasons. One, the valuations are still depressed because of the fact that you know, people are just coming out of a recession. And then the second thing is the cost of money is low. So one can, you know, leverage that either to expand a business or to, you know, acquire a business. And a lot of baby boomers are looking to retire, and they postponed it over the last four years. So now more and more of them are coming in the market to sell their businesses. And this is a good time for a lot of small business owners or for a lot of even, you know, guys who want to get into small business to start looking at even acquiring existing businesses. Um you know, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, are you finding uh, uh, your uh, uh, customers, your clients, more optimistic or less optimistic? Uh, so compared to two years back, you know, they're more optimistic uh, because of two reasons. Again, one, 
is that you know uh, the sales are not dropping anymore because uh, you know that is really very troublesome for a business owner and the other good thing is that the real estate markets are stabilizing so a lot of small business owners have exposure in real estate whether on the personal side or on the business side and one of their biggest issues and challenges was that you know all, their, their assets had seen a huge erosion in value over the last 4 years so that has stopped so that's a good news that makes them more confident to start at least thinking about you know sustaining their business or start at least thinking about growing their business you know which wasn't the case earlier rohit again t- tell our audience uh, uh about your uh, your website and how they can reach yeah. you yeah so anybody can come on uh, www.bizbiz2as2credit.com or they can call our toll free number 8778612210 oh uh, rohit thank you very much i'm pronouncing your name correctly i hope yes yes ah good thank you uh, uh, thank you for coming and uh, we'll be back in a moment with our next guest want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit cost. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2hsa.com. That's 2hsa.com. Our next guest is Sam Lawrence, co-founder of CrushPath.com. A very wise man told me many years ago that we sell every day of our lives, even if we aren't salespeople. To that point, Sam Lawrence argues, today 90% of people are pitching something. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, my first question is about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Well, you know a little bit about myself. Of course, I love long walks on the beach and pina coladas. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've been in tech a really long time, and, you know, um, we started this company to help anyone pitch their story and get business, which is what Crush Path is all about. Well, many people argue we sell, but tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about how does Crush, crush uh, Path work? Uh, yeah. Sure. So, you know, all of us are trying to communicate our value proposition, right? So we uh, still, you know, the, the hard part is we hate uh, listening to each other. So, you know, we, we blast these long, uh, meaningless emails um, or voicemails or just blabber, uh, watered-down stories forever. And it's it's just too hard to tell a compelling story or cut to the chase. It's too hard to get that story in front of the best people. Um, so I'm happy to tell you a little bit about CrushPath if you want and how we solve it. While you're here. <laughs> so, yeah, so what, what we do is we provide small businesses with everything they need to tell their story and then use it, use that story, that visual story to get customers online. So we have these things called pitch sites, and they provide people a simple one-page site that helps bring their unique value proposition to life. So you don't need to worry about a designer or how to get online or any of that stuff. 
Um, and you can have as many as you want. And then you t tailor each one of those pitch sites for uh, your perfect story for a specific target audience that you're talking to um, or however you want to set them up. And from there, you can use them to target the best audience. It will help you get them in front of the best folks via email or on social networks. Plus, um, it captures responses so you have them all in one place. So now all the coolest tools are in your hands, and that really levels the playing field for small businesses. Well, uh, let's go back a moment. Let's talk about the unique uh, va selling point or value point. How does one yep. go about establishing that? Yeah, so what we do is when you go in to um, create the site, it guides you actually. There's a, there's a template that, that we have, and it really helps you. There's only so much content you can put in each area, and it's structured very much in a value proposition um, structure that takes you through that story. So it, it, it's a very visual thing. So you can put a graphic, a headline over it, um, your value proposition, how you know what the best fit is for you, um, the different things you offer, different customers you have, different endorsements that you have, all pulled together in this one simple page. And um, when you share that page, um, either on your social network or uh, via email, um, it helps you know bring that story to life. But um, what I've noticed over time is many small businesses don't understand what are their unique selling point. Do mm -hmm. you do you get into that? Or you know, do what we do is we have, yeah, we have a bunch of um, material that helps people think through that, not just using the tool, but a lot of um, content that we produce that helps people think through their customers and the, and the trigger points that really are driving their customers into market, of, you know, and, and help to build content around those moments um, with lots of tips. So we've got a lot of help that we can provide for folks to bring their value proposition to life. But but do do you notice that sometimes people come to your site who haven't even figured out that unique value point? Yep, and that's exactly why we've got that content to help guide them. Because most people haven't had a chance, like you said, to really sit down and put pencil to paper. Because most of us are almost mirroring each other um, with our stories. We see a story out there, and then we start to tell a similar story. So what we do is really help people peel that away a bit. Um, and just by nature, the fact that instead of this being your company website that's very watered down and for everyone, these are kind of temporary, very short-term, very specific targeted um, sites that you'll have many of. Um, so each one of them tells a little bit of a different story. And most small businesses, when they step back and think, go, you know what? Actually, I, there are a whole bunch of people that are graduating college looking for their first commercial, their first dental office, and maybe I can tell a story just for that. Huh. Um, how, how did you come to create uh, Crush Path? Well, you know, I, uh, I was the chief marketing officer at Jive Software, which is a company that went public at the end of 2011. And through that process, really saw that social media was helping people be aware of what was going on around them, but not so much like helping them get specific jobs done. And my dad's a sales guy. He's been a sales guy his whole life. He's in his late 70s. And, and I kept thinking, you know, if my dad had a more powerful way to use some of the stuff we have today to tell his story and get in front of the right people, um, it would do a lot lot better job than um, than the kind of contact management systems of today. Right. Huh. Um, what types of uh, companies come to your site and utilize it? 
That's a great question because, you know, it's funny. We're built around individuals. So instead of being built around, when you license CrestPass, you're doing it for yourself and your own value proposition. So think of it a little bit like LinkedIn. When you go to LinkedIn, you're coming in as you. And we license that way as well. So whether you're working at an enterprise software company or you are a flight instructor in Greece or you are an uh, English teacher in Portugal, uh, all of these people have a service or something that they that they want to put out there. Sometimes they want to test it, the idea. Sometimes they want to, you know, they they offer multiple things. And uh, so it's a really wide population of folks uh, all around the world. We have, uh, at this point, we have changes every day. We have over uh, 15,000 folks um, who are using the product and putting pitch sites out there to get business. <laughs> what does a, cr- a crush path cost? Well, you have to try it for a while to make sure it works. Um, and then after that, it costs just $9 a month. And, uh, and you can have as many pitch sites, public or private, as you want. and includes absolutely everything. So it's very, very inexpensive for small hmm. businesses. That, that is. Um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I've noticed the model for charging has gone uh, from initial... Uh, from a uh, high initial cost down to relatively small uh, monthly cost. Um, it's an interesting trend. Yeah, I mean, I think um, today people are sick of shelfware, stuff that they buy that just sits there, and it has to continually provide value. So ours is a month-to-month, $9, and if we're not you know, helping you get responses that are that's worth greater than $9 a month, we're not doing our job. Uh, again, uh, let's talk more about the uh, value added and reaching up to it. Um, how, how do you? Uh, I, I keep going back to this one only because I found that to be the uh, uh, single most difficult thing for people to create that elevator pitch. Yep. Do you find? So, do you, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, you first. I was going to say what we advise people to do is first to remember back when they started their company and what the passion that they really had was, you know, what they're really in it for, what their story is. Um, And then we um, remind them to put themselves in their customer's shoes. That's one of the hardest things to do is just to shut up um, and think about what your customers really, um, the language they have, um, and stop talking about yourself. The language that they use, the reasons why they're coming to you, their pain points, um, the, the things they could gain or lose if they don't work with you, um, and cut to the chase. I mean, that's the, the thing about a pitch site. Is it, much like Twitter, you have 140 characters in Twitter, Twitter to get to the point. Our pitch sites are one page with these different sections that really help you, force you to get to the point. And, I mean, I mean, you're a host of the show, right? How many CEOs like me just keep babbling on and don't get to the point? And in today's world, that's what people are looking for. Just get to the point. Tell me what the real value is here. Um, and if you, maybe you don't have a differentiated value, and, and that forcing function will help you, uh, you know, push you into a place where you should start thinking about how to pivot to add something unique. We really appreciate your time today. Um, and uh, uh, we, how can people reach you or CrushPath? Well, anybody can email me at sam at crushpath.com. 
I'm happy to, to answer questions directly. Or you can just go to crushpath.com and um, give it a shot. Just It's super easy to jump in and start playing with it, and you'll be up and online uh, with your story in minutes. Okay, and uh, thank you. We'll, we'll be back with uh, – thank you for coming on the show today, and we'll be back with another uh, another message and another uh, guest after this. Many small businesses purchase supplies, equipment, other needs through local stores. To save money on many of these purchases, consider Deem.com. This purchasing site offers real bargains and large discounts on many key items needed to run your business, and it's free to join and use. That's D-E-E-M.com. Again, D-E-E-M.com for all your small business needs. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, each week, we try to uh, provide uh, some information from some, from uh, our panel of experts uh, that may help you in your planning of your future thought. And and this this week, we'd like to t- uh, talk about uh, something um, that that's coming up. You know, uh, in the past. Uh, uh, people have said, "Be careful for what you wish for; you may get it." Uh, the, uh, you may be aware that uh, Congress is, is considering providing a, a legislation requiring companies to uh, collect sales tax from internet sales. This has been something smaller businesses have been uh, arguing for for a long time. Uh, um, unfortunately, as um, uh, the legislation is panning out. It may not be as good for small businesses as we hoped. Uh, two major issues that are coming up are uh, the legislation will require collecting sales taxes if if you collect a million dollars or more on the Internet. But the, then the problem comes up, uh, how do you know whether you're going to collect that much money or not? The, the second thing is there's going to be some horrendous um, regulatory requirements uh, provided as well. And as surveys have indicated in the last, uh, 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 over the last uh, uh, two years, regulation has become a heavy burden on small business. In fact, it, w- it was estimated that uh, it's, it's equivalent of one full, full-time employee. <coughs> uh, we have a worry and we are strongly suggesting that uh, this uh, legislation be carefully watched. <coughs> Our third guest has not called in today, so on behalf of the staff at Small Business Digest, we wish you a good day, and we hope to hear uh, hear from him later on today, or. Uh, have a talk to him next week. In the meantime, this is Small Business Digest Radio, and we bid you good day. <laughs> 